children will listen careful the things you do children will see tend to not listen when we're younger, just like anybody else. But there's so many added complications. And, and today, I do want to focus on muscular dystrophy because 29 years ago, today, um, a very close friend of Viscardi, a very personal friend to me, I mean, we dated on and off for eight years. It's pretty remarkable when you think about it. Hillary Page Bernstein was born today with muscular dystrophy, and I've got to be honest, Mike Myers, Radio Hope, I've never done a podcast on her birthday, so this is a first. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss of words that anybody would date you. Well, she was a feisty one, too. I mean, she was, she keep me on my toes. It was a interesting, from what? third fourth grade on it was a quite a relationship especially as we became, became teenagers Sweet. it got it, it was very intense for about eight nine years there but um wow that's sweet that's sweet though that's neat and it was on and off because i i was stubborn and i i mean i always think i could have treated her better you know and that's kind of i guess in the back oh, of my ouch. Always been the been the been the thing that has tortured me, huh. I guess. Like, when I'm in a relationship, am I, tr you know, I, I don't know how to say it, but this is, that's, that's, that's just been the back of my mind because it's there. So. Well, I think that's a, I think that's an interesting point to, to, to make that point. I could have always treated her better. Why, why aren't I doing that today? Answer. I'm, I'm asking my, I'm asking myself that question. And then, you know, in my other relationships, I always kind of looked at how 
I didn't want to be on and off like I was with Hillary because I don't think Hillary deserved that. But I also know she loved unconditionally as much as I did. In our old way, it was just a... It was a relationship that was beautiful. And then, you know, her mom commented, Barbara, who was an amazing woman, by the way. Can you imagine having a child born with muscular dystrophy and not know what to do in that point? I mean, she was... She's a fighter, and she fought for her daughter to, to stay around for 20 years. Yeah, again, that's where a lot of us don't... Uh... Wow, that's interesting, because today's show is entitled... Let's have some wine. Oh, I can spelled use wine with wine an right now. Uh, what's your favorite kind of wine? Spelled with, with, spelled with an H. Right, but what is your wine. favorite kind of wine now that you mention it? Uh, I like sweet wine. Actually, it was a it was a a Christian group that uh, taught me how to drink all over again. That does. It's it, it was Larry Lubinus's fault. Larry Lubinus. It was he did. That it. reminds me of the song, you know, um, "Kiss is sweeter than wine." I love that song. And then you know, do it again. Da -da -da, dun -dun, you know, yeah, that's a great song. Um. How about you? Have you had any? I mean, I've never really asked you this now that I think of it. Uh, when you were a kid growing up, did you have people in Boone that were disabled or was it not that much of a community of the disabled? Well, actually, I grew up. Uh, I, I, I moved from out east. Oh. I've only lived in Boone since 94. I, I moved from Ames, which is about 15 miles east. Forever in Ireland, though, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like Iowa. Um, but to answer your question, what was the question? Man, about, I can't focus. About whether or not you had a community of disabled, you know, the disabled community in Ames when you were growing up, if there was a community of that in the Midwest there. I had a few friends that were disabled. Oh. A guy that lived right down the street. Yeah, he uh, he had some kind of an issue where he had to use braces and stuff all the time to, to walk. I don't know what he had specifically, but Jeff. Yeah. Mm. Jeff, I can't think of his last name, but I remember his first name. Huh? Huh? No, but, no because today I still think what I love is when the, when we do these games for the physically challenged, you see all these able-bodied kids support their, the kid, you know, has a disability and they're participating in these games every year. And I just love seeing that cohesiveness because I do believe that if kids are used to someone that is different than them at a very early age, they will learn to accept that more than maybe kids who are sheltered from that kind of outside world experience. Well, and that's I think that's one of the things that's interesting about what's going on right now, just with people's uh, willingness to accept each other no matter what our differences might be i mean to be able to have a civil you know sit down conversation and i uh ended up having that uh, coffee yesterday with a pastor friend of mine and he's he's really frustrated about a lot of stuff that's going on and i think there's way too much attention being drawn to the point where we're dividing obviously rather than uniting and it's you know, how do I, how do you deal with it? I think for me, it's just like we had talked about yesterday. It's just backing off and going fishing for a little while. 
and not get all pissy with people. And here I am. I'm not trying to make Hillary a martyr, but I will say when you talk about people that have died at a young age, it should open the eyes of people saying, hey, why are we fighting? There's so much of the world that young people might have cut short from from a disability, from overdose. I mean, we're forgetting the bigger picture that um, <laughs> there, we, we may not be here tomorrow. And I think we need to remember that in the way we talk with people. Absolutely. I mean, life is precious. And, and again, to have the preciousness of life being, well, there's a band called Emory. Um, and I play some, I play some other music, Matt and Toby and, and they are, uh, uh, folks that have decided to, you know, take the time. I think it's, I think it's one thing, for instance, there's a guy here in town. I'm looking forward to having, uh, having him back on the podcast here soon. He's got a new CD that just came out, just ordered it yesterday. Cool. And he, uh, has noticed he's noticed that people in town here in Boone, um, are saying hi to him more often. And just the awareness that he's here. He's a great guy, pastor, uh, musician. Uh, he, I consider him definitely a personal friend. Um, but where am I going with this? Well, the point is, why, why aren't we? we what, yeah. Why do we do it every day? Why, why don't we do that? Exactly. Before a neck is on the knee. A knee is on the knee. A neck is on the knee. Why do we do it? Why don't we do it before all of that? Because if we do it before the next incident, there's a very good chance we'll prevent the next incident because we're we're putting into the universe this idea that we well, accept oh. you and we love oh. you, you know, that type of thing. Okay, so this is where this really gets interesting. And I'm kind of curious to see what Miles says about something that uh, uh, I, we are who we are. We are who we become by our own hands. Somebody had posted that on a post that I put down. And, and Miles said, nonsense. And it is nonsense because what I, so here's the, here's the issue that I see, I, that I see personally okay. myself. We're all messed up human beings. We're imperfect. We are prideful. We're prejudiced at times. We're, I mean, if we can admit that we are, that's the key to getting well. But if I'm not sick, I don't need a doctor. Then everybody else is the one that's sick. And that's not true because we are all, and I'm going to use the word sin sick. We all have this propensity to lean towards not doing the next right thing. But then we get kind of reprogrammed a new system. And it's like, this is amazing how much more freeing it is to love our neighbor Mm -hmm. instead of shoving our neighbor. And it's really, our that's, completely. that's why that's the, the other thing about that too. It's like, I don't know how anybody can willfully not talk to someone they see when they pass on the street. I can't, I'm a very talkative person. So I literally would talk to someone, whoever is really, like, how you doing? I don't know how people can't do that. Okay. So, and that's interesting that you said that because this other person that I quoted um, also said that that they can't understand why people don't become followers of Christ, which is a great question. Why doesn't God just bing and give everyone his Holy spirit and have them grow in the likeness of his son? 
I don't know. I can't explain it. But if I start bragging about it, I got a problem. After all, look at me. I'm more like Jesus than you are. You are so full of Aki poo poo, Michael. And and you know, I was reading yesterday in Exodus as (laughs) as you're talking about this about how God didn't want us to force us force our way to Him on the mountain. It was almost like uh, He's going to come to us. We just have to be patient. He was like, lest they force their way in, or God will not be happy with them. Do you know that story from Exodus? I know that you better not be trying to go over the 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 wall of the sheep pen you can't you got to come in through christ i know that i think that's what you're referring to maybe i'll I'll send you the verse i have to pull up on my phone but uh no and then it just even with the masks on i still talk to people how can i not i you talk to people in fact it was so cool i was rollerblading a couple weeks ago one of the times the car made a very strange turn and i thought they forgot how to drive because of quarantine um they were like, yeah, we want to go outside. We want to be with people. It's like, see, I wish people, I wish politicians would listen to this group, these people. Listen to us. And don't listen to what all the scientists and doctors have to say, per se. Listen to what the people are thinking, too. Well, which brings up the same, you know, the thing again about this, this get-together I had with this pastor friend. He's the frustration. And then, and then as we were sitting there having our coffee, he, uh, he, he, some little old ladies were at this table and a new, a new member came in and all of a sudden everybody's pulling their chairs apart and you know, well, we need to be safe distance wise. They weren't close to six feet. It was, it's mm. like, now let's, if you want to get technical here, <laughs> see, and if you are, if you make sure you are six feet and you're wearing a mask, mm-hmm. don't you think maybe there, it just could come into play that someone's going I'm a little more righteous than those other people because I'm wearing my what are they called virtual something? What's Your N95 masks, you mean? Or, or, or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I care. Look, I'm wearing a mask. I care because I put a black thingy on my on my Facebook screen. I care because so I have to do what you want me to do in order to show that I care. I care. I believe you can care without without totally speaking up on behalf of the Black Lives Matter movement. I believe you could care without speaking up um, for one side or the other. You can care by speaking up for both. It's really, you know, it's a free country. We can do that. Um, and this, so I share a piece by Michelle Malkin. You know who Michelle Malkin is? Oh, absolutely. She's a spitfire. So, and her, her article was Love so it. uplifting. And I had my friend saying, well, you know, she endorsed this person and she's this. And I say, I believe we can put the record aside for a well-written article. I believe that just because someone may have espoused whatever views that you disagree with um, or whatever views that society might disagree with, anyhow, shouldn't make me a bad person for sharing a positive article that is telling us we cannot cancel America. Well, obviously, you're, you're a bad person because you agree with what that person says. So. You know, you might as well just eat worms and die. I mean, I, I, what else? What's what are the? Because if I, because if, if his standard is correct, don't eat, don't don't, don't eat worms. derm, don't eat derms and why? <laughs> derms and why? But if we go by his standard, Sorry. then conservatives who espouse ideas shouldn't even be mentioned because they espouse those ideas. Well, what happens if a good piece they write should be shared? 
we have to separate what ideas they may have versus what they wrote in the moment on both sides. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. Chat, that, was, that, was, that was an issue yesterday, too. Well, here, here's a for instance. I had somebody a while back say, you know, I, I said I was busy. And they said, oh, you better go take care of your precious podcast. Oh, that must have ticked the fuck you the F off. That must have ticked you the F off. Um, well, and yet this is a person I still am very close friends with. He doesn't understand the importance of what if what if you were somebody what if people found out that Alex has a a, a diary that he writes in every day? You think they might think like it's like, oh, Alex has a diary. Alex journals every day. <laughs> you know what Alex is. Alex is a bit <laughs> light in the loafers. I'm I'm just to no, to not have saying, to be though. so I get what you're saying. Well to not have to be so to not have to be so concerned about what other people think about me. But I also don't need to keep pushing this thing of of uh you know I'm right and you're wrong. But if it's a life and death matter. Don't you think it would be a good thing to push the point? Mm-hmm. Maybe until, I don't know, how far do you push the point? I don't know. Christian, stop being so nice. Kindness and niceness, the difference. Kind of saying, man, I love you. Don't, you know, but the nice thing is just always being so, well, I'm glad that you are here enjoying companionship with, with that girl. Um, you know, you need to kind of extend your boundaries just because you're married. It doesn't mean that you couldn't enjoy somebody else's. Now that's being nice. (laughs) Kindness would be, uh, man, what the, what are you thinking? That doesn't sound very kind, does it? No, but that is the best way to do it because they have to get it beaten in their head a little bit. And I need, ow, I need, (laughs) I'm a slow learner at times. Ask my wife. I, I noticed something on your chat screen here. We've got 8 a.m. Central, and then you're also airing it again 7 p.m. No, radio. Good Talk Radio is Mr. Rob Poopybag Scribner's uh, 24-7 stream, a guy that I've gotten to know very well and uh, just a great guy. So anyway, this also – this this – the podcast, not necessarily the same day. He's gotten much better at doing it the same day. But anyway, he's just a neat guy, Rob Poopy Bag Scribner. Well, and not only that, I saw you revamped your whole schedule. Want to tell us about that debut that you unveiled yesterday? Congrats on moving the pieces around for Radio Hope uh, and Muck Radio. Na- yeah, now I like nobody still listens, but that's okay. I listen and I like it. But anyway, focus, you can do it. So what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, I still need to do top of the hour updates and coming up next is our big fat soft underbelly, which by the way, if you listen at, if you listen to this guy at all, Mm. I think you're going to, I'm not sure if he should be in my rotation. When you air the, (laughs) when you air them, do you say, Hey, you can catch this replay on so-and-so.com. Is that where they can catch the replay or? Uh, and actually, if you go to the website, if you okay. click, if you click on their picture, 
Uh, it'll take you right to there. And um, you did all this engineering yourself for the website too, or have you ever seen it? I have, and it looks pretty damn good. So I, I don't know if that was you or if that was. Well, thank you. It's so. a drag and yeah, it's a very easy drag and drop. I just need to update it a little more often. Amazing. That's, uh, I updated it yesterday. You know, I'm amazed. At, I, I'm just inspired that you did this starting in 20 years ago. You started doing your podcasting, and now this whole thing is, and now it's evolved. Yeah, but it, 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 it's evolved, but it hasn't. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because this I, I have, I've run this by one person so far, my lovely wife. So what I'm thinking about doing is having a because you know what, what I get to do is it's kind of a a very, um. It's a it's a digital presence. And I want it to be more of a digital presence in our community, not just worldwide. I mean, after all, mm-hmm. World Wide Web. We don't know where people are watching this, right? Correct. Yeah. But I wanna yep. I wanna throw this open to the community and do free advertising. You mean you would put things on your stream for free? Yes. To promote our town, even if they're liberals. Every good cause is a good cause, I would I would think, no matter what the uh, party. So, well, and I'm speaking specifically about you know Joe, like JoJo's Coffee Shop. Yeah, yeah, the, the small an upstart guy that wants to get and gotcha. take my little MP3 player out there and do a little, maybe a little short interview, and maybe have an hour where you know a business is highlighted. I don't know. I'm just thinking because, but I don't know if I want to. And how good would that be in a time where businesses are struggling to finally get someone to say, we're not going to charge you for this. We're going to let you rebound on our, on our platform for free because we know how much you matter to these communities. How cool would that be? Instead of it being wrapped in like dollar signs, they have now's the time where we bring back business for free and then see what happens. But we can't just, we can't kick these businesses while they're down and say, oh, well, you still need to pay us money. No. Say, you know what? We get what you're going through. We're going to put you on the air anyway. And then when things get better, we'll talk. But the only way to revitalize all these businesses is to put them on, give them free advertising, as you say. <clears throat> and just get them back out there. Well, well, here's the part that probably doesn't make a lot of sense. But I would not, it wouldn't be a case of kind of sort of, you know, I used to sell a product called Vysalis. Vysalis, not the other, not Cialis, Vysalis. It was a weight. Thanks for the clarity. It it was a weight loss product. And I actually, I went from, my gosh, 196 pounds down to like 165, almost to the point of, it was unhealthy. But uh, I took it a little too far. Anyway, so I was doing advertising on both our local Sackler station and Christian station. Hey, when you think about gas, think about Myers. Oh, that was a moped commercial. Never mind. That was something else. But but it, what am I trying to say? I paid money. I mean, I was paying real money to promote that. And it kind of sort of ticked. No, it didn't. Well, I don't. What I'm trying. What am I trying to say? I don't know. What would people? I don't either. What would people? How would they respond? It's like when I went to this coffee shop. I said, "Hey, I'm gonna." I ended up buying twenty bucks worth of gift cards just to give away, which I never could give away, on my show. Just hey, 
caller number one. It's not caller number 12. And I still couldn't. So you, so invested, I spent, in, you invested in the I, gift cards, though. I spent 20 bucks to advertise this outfit. Now, I was really hoping they I'm were going to go. Aren't they supposed to pay you to advertise the outfit? Yes. Yes. And that's how crazy it is. It's like that is either too good to be true or Myers is an idiot. So you basically went to the store, got a gift card, advertised a gift card, then gave it away. Um, Actually, what I ended up doing, <laughs> I, 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 I was trying to, I didn't give them away, but I, I went to this, this store one day and I bought some stuff for, I don't remember what it was. And I got to talking to the owner of the store and it turns out he's a Trump supporter. Well, it turns out that his daughter is lesbian and hates Trump. Okay. That's gotta be Why does the lesbian part make any difference? Doesn't make any difference. But even try, I tried to buy her friendship, and I said, "Here, how about how about if I may, how, uh, maybe this will make you feel better?" Because I had some Trump twenty twenty bills, and I'd given her dad one, and he was like, "Oh, this is cool." I tried to give her one, and she's like, "No." How about if I give you one of these? Well, that helped, and she took it and said, "No, only if you don't vote for Trump." <laughs> <laughs> After I gave her the card, I gave her ten bucks worth of cards. Oh my god! I tried. Oh well, it was still fun, well, and I get to meet her acquaintance. I guess. And that's part of the problem: being a people pleaser rather than just speaking the truth in love. And uh, you know, the truth is that I went to bed with a lesbian. Uh what? Yeah, you, I. You can't just expect me to move past that. So you, you slept with her. It's a teaser. Yeah, it's when the second wife left, and all you she did was for a minute at least. I turn. I turned her. Didn't you say she was? You slept with her, or did you not sleep with her? Okay, which one? Well, which one is my it? Se- well, my second wife became a. <laughs> pastor oh. friend said you turned her into a lesbian. Okay, and I still love her dearly, but what am wow. what am I trying to say? I was I was broken. How is it that good guys, Ross, George Costanza, have women that turn lesbian? I mean, how is that pot that the good guys Oh really? He has that turn? problem? Yeah, they both do in their shows. Oh wait a minute. And that's oh shoot, I didn't know that. That sounds I mean I I won't get into my deal because I don't like talking about personal two personal stuff and i shouldn't be talking about this either but i still i still love him dearly and uh the one gal was not at the time um but i was just one broken unit and what happened is wow i told my kids it was uh christmas eve i said this person and i are going up to the bedroom it's like wow what the hell's dad thinking Hmm. good for you dad or what the hell is dad thinking and she held me and I cried like a baby. I missed my wife so much. And we knew there's the importance of just embracing. You don't have to do the thing. I think in just this love time, each other. Hugging is so important during this time where we can't really when we're being told we can't touch. Still, that physical touch is so important. I sent a message. I don't know if I'll hear back from her to Kim Reynolds yesterday. Okay. And I wanted to I want to know when I can hug my mommy again. Oh. I want to hug my mom. Do I sneak in through the window? I told the guy that runs the place, I, I, I asked him, would it be okay to just pull the screen off the window and crawl into her? 
said, nah, it's probably not a good idea. And they're under the state regulations and they're pretty tight yet. So it could be quite a while. I love it. So mom and I were a little nervous when I would go to the city to hug each other. But when I finally stopped going all the time, we just embraced because she's my mom. I mean, you got to embrace her when you can. Just like dad. So on, on, on Sunday, I saw dad and I hugged him and it just felt very nice. Anyway. A time for embracing and a time to refrain from embracing. Turn, turn, turn. Ecclesiastes. A time to a time to kill. A time to But actually, you know, my. A sound of the And I guess I give up our date jobs. I was thinking the birds were religious when they first sang that song, right? That's why they did it, because they're not doing it just for the the song beat. They're doing it because it means something to them, right? Well, and it was also, uh, you know, there's a time for war and a time for peace. I think it was more. They rewrote Ecclesiastes a little bit on that because the lyrics are from Ecclesiastes, of course. Right. And it's such a a famous um, stanza, I guess, or verse, if you will, um, that whole section of Ecclesiastes. But Michael, I did tell you I wanted you to be my psychiatrist on my podcast today. So thanks for stepping in and wearing many hats: a radio host, psychiatrist, friend, mentor, buddy boy—you know, all of it—and Trump fan. Um, but like, and you know what? Mm-hmm. So I asked this pastor friend of mine yesterday what he thought about getting the hat that says "Jesus is my Savior" and "Trump is my President," mm. and he. And he said, what's wrong with that? I said, I don't know. Something seems kind of weird. He said, well, I used to wear one that said, Jesus is my savior. Obama isn't my president. Wow. Now he was lying. He's I, this guy's a, he's a hoot. <laughs> I love him dearly. And I, he really is. A, he's just normal. He's not one of these guys that he's not nicey, nicey. Mm. He's like, look, these are the facts, folks. This, but he this, doesn't sound too fire brimstone though. Like he's a little more relaxed than fire brimstone, right? Well, this is the <laughs> this is this this is the same pastor that I went up and shook his hand in a Sunday morning service, and I, when I pulled my hand back, I said, "I'm sorry, I didn't wash all the lotion off." <laughs> Good Lord, help this man, please. Help he said that man. was way way too much information, Mike. And he's actually, I think eventually he's going to be on, he's going to be doing a a, a show with me on, on a regular basis. Nice. Nice. I got to get on. I think it one day. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why haven't, why the hell hasn't that happened? I don't know. I'm waiting for you to like book me or something or does, I don't like just calling in. I feel we, weird just calling right in. Oh no, we should just, in fact, we could do it like, uh, like, uh, what would I end up doing? I would just, this comes across. All I do is just click the button and for Spreaker and we're going. That's what I do with Miles. I love that day when you, when we multicasted, like I was on my thing, you were on your feed, and when you simulcasted, that was so cool. This is fun. Yeah. Remember that? I even changed the light. Uh, that one day we both aired on both of our Spreaker pods. You were running it on your station. I was running it on mine. You remember that day? Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. And there's no reason why we couldn't, by the way, it has nothing to do with price tea in China, but um, you've heard me mention Bob Huber before. Yeah. We had a great talk last night. 
he was the one that was calling the program radio dope because he was upset with me. We got it worked I, out. I don't want to talk about certain We're behaviors good. because of, yeah, I'll ask you. Yeah. Anyway, I just, We're good. I don't know. It's good. That's good. That's, that's what matters to me. Um, that's what matters to me. But back to Hillary, why, why is it that <laughs> we just went from Bobby to, okay, go ahead. I'm glad you brought because it back. I don't, to, I don't know how to answer. I don't know how to, because there's a question that I don't want him to, you know, if he gets upset at me, but I do think when, when someone has that kind of, he has a disability, right? I think it drives him to say certain things because of that disability. I could be wrong, but. He often talks about it on the air. Oh, so you're familiar with Bob. Yeah. And yeah, the thing is, it's like I, I, I applaud him like 1000% to have a speech issue and still do this when speech is the most vital part of the program is very admirable to me. But when he yeah. starts kind of getting into the. I don't know, I just think he starts feeling bad for himself. Is that accurate on the year or am I, did I listen to one only thing and that's that's not a fair assessment I think that could be a possibility but I think maybe I don't know I I but fall into that radio, on occasion when he calls you radio dope I mean not it's be, probably because he's a little insecure about his own show or something I don't know we just had uh it was it was a time of oh wow actually can I be brutally honest with you, which is the best way to be. I thought, I thought that I could remold him. Okay. Because he does have, there's a side of, there's a side of him that is just, I mean, it's very, it's extremely compassionate, very caring. Um, well, and so here's me thinking, well, with, uh, you know, the muck radio stream and we have all these wonderful programs on there. If I could just repackage this gentleman and make him what I want him, it's like bull crap, Myers. Good luck. You can't do that. You can't, it's not going to work. I mean, it's, and for, and so for, it was almost like I was trying to Change manipulate him. him. Yeah, yeah. And that's bull crap. I can't do that. I think we both changed through the process. Mind realizing that number one, it's not my job to, I can't do it anyway. God's the only one that can do heart transplants. And he's, right. you know, mine's been, re, mine's been replaced. But boy, I'll tell you what, there's some old crap in there that I really do not like at all. Well, this is, this is actually going to do a bigger question to you now because you've just opened a bit of a door. You've been in this for 20 years. You're a podcaster, broadcaster as well. I would say this a broadcast as well. But you and actually someone... started in 1994 at two radio stations. So I was actually managing two terrestrial right. for you four years. Right, in the broadcast world. But yes. when you hear a show that's struggling or when you hear a podcaster that's struggling, does your heart just go like, oh, I got to run to this person and fix them right now? Or do you let them work it out? Uh, wow. I may think... Yeah, because I, I suppose I that, that that would hear someone struggling. You love the medium so well, you don't want to see them struggle or hear them struggle. So oh. get, you, you'd be running right to them and say, "Hey, I've got a, I've got this idea for you." There is a guy 
in uh, Wyoming. His name is Glenn Woods. He's become, we're, we're not really close friends, but yeah, he has helped me make sure that it, it's like the chat room day before yesterday, I got so irked at what was going on and it really made me look like an idiot. You ever feel like disabling the chat room for a second, just so you could think while you're podcasting? Yes. Yes. I've thought many times of just dropping Spreaker, dropping the chat room, do the live thing on the stream that's costing me five bucks a month for 24-7 streaming up to 50 people at a time listening. <gasps> and can they reach you, though? Like, can they reach you through that muck radio or, or no comments there? Well, they could they could do it on a Facebook. Okay, yeah, that's true, too. Just with it, just doing the chat. The, the tricky part with that is there's always a 20-second delay, and I am so... I can be such a jerk. Mm. It's like, oh, I already know that. I, why are you telling me? I had some gal that decided she was going to be my uh, my producer. And boy, it just didn't, <laughs> it didn't work. No, I wouldn't do well. Characters. Well, and can you imagine somebody always whispering in your ear, Alex, you need to say this. You need to, you're not a puppet. Michael, that's why I do this thing. Because for years, I was kind of, and I love my dad. I was kind of told, you know, say this to someone and say this to someone. And I just... I finally have my own voice through this, and I'm very happy about that. I know I, it's exciting, and I th- I hope and I, I and I'm hope Janelle for all of us, right? We 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 are sort of by society suppressed with our voice, so we have to go to the outlet like Spreaker, like a podcast, to say it, just get it out of off our chest for once. Yeah, and then you find out there are people that, in doing that, they're just waiting for you to crash. Mm. They're waiting for you to go off the rails. They're waiting for you to say fu- fudge. Yeah, that's it. Fudge. I do have one question, though, because this is, this is still bothering me. This is still bugging me. Um, to, to fully circle this whole thing with Hillary, because it's, it is – her relationship made me who I am today in the sense that I'm very worried that the patterns I exuded with her – will continue into my adult dating life. Like, and I, Oh my gosh. I thought you were talking about Hillary Clinton this whole time in her emails. Oh, geez. Did you, did I not mention the girl's last name? Listen, Linda, I'm old. (laughs) Or is it Karen? Is it Karen now? I think that's the carriage of the world. Oh, no, I, now I'm trying to, it's like, because she's in the news right now, Hillary, right, with her emails? I guess there's still stuff going on. I think Barr's going to prosecute a lot of people, but we'll have to see. We'll okay, see. so anyway, go back to what you were... So, no, Hillary Bernstein, the girl I was dating for eight years, who passed away 2011. Her birthday's today. She was born 29 years ago. Like, the way I treated wow. her, I felt I felt uh, haunted me the rest of my way because I felt like I was going to be in that pattern. Oh, sh- Okay. I can relate because there was a gal that I, yes, and I treated her very poorly at one time and never got to reconnect. And I would like to reconnect. And do I regret the way I treated her? Absolutely. Wow, that's interesting. And the worst part was, so she unfortunately died in a, in a medical facility because of the MD muscular dystrophy getting very tough. And I just... I never got to say I'm sorry for every 
for the pain I might have caused. And that still lingers with me, that lack of being able to apologize for and making amends with her. And so what a wow. But what a great point that that's kind of like the, you know, the AA program, making amends where it's not going to cause, you know, really nasty results if you try to. But, you know, the positive thing, the radio hope that I feel. I know she for she's looking down at me and our whole class of 2009 and our our whole family that we had those years and she's guiding us the best she can from up there and that's just I feel that too so I feel that solace in me when I think of that part of it. I think it's just a great reminder to well you 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 we're back to the whole you know uh, psychiatry thing, but this is where I think it's peer to peer conversations like we're having. Um, I, we I don't want to say anything. Forward? Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to say something to somebody that I'm going to, you know, just in my running off with the mouth stupidity. I, I went back and apologized to this gal two days ago. Cause I've been trying to buy this hippie candle. Okay. And they don't have it in yet. And and I said, you know, fine. And I I was being kind of a jerk, kind of. But I was joking. And I had to go back and make sure that she knew I was joking. And she said, no, I know you're joking. It's fine. But we don't know it's but, fine until they tell us it's fine. You know what I mean? That that's kind of that thing. So we're, I, yeah. I think you're in, I didn't think that, I didn't, I didn't know this about you but just in talking today i could sense that you're a bit of an empath empath like you feel it you feel things and you and have to make amends for that and the first time i heard that term was at wilson's tap and i'm going oh boy this sounds really new agey but it's not it's 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 um yeah it's it's different than obviously uh sympathy oh you poor thing no, I know what it's like to uh, have somebody tell you you smell like piss mm. because you wet the bed for many, many years and you didn't take a shower every morning before you went to school because your mom wasn't there. It was your older brother that it's all his fault. It's that brother God gave me. He's the one that. You still love your brother. Hmm. And now you shower every day. Even if I you told me or something like that. I don't know, but... I'm not, <laughs> not even close. I thought you did, but that's okay to not to know that that you don't look. Um, there are worse there there are worse situations out there where people aren't even taking showers. I think on a daily because what do they have to live with, right? So, oh, owie, yeah, yeah. I know of a guy right now who uh, has been living in a shed. He was living on his grandmother's porch. Very very cold. He has a life. He he's chosen a life of. Hey, I'm happy if I get my two 40 ounces and my cigarettes. I'm fine with life. He goes around and collects cans, and that's he's, he's fine. But now he's finding himself. He can't even live in the shed that he was living in mm. because somebody kicked him out. And and yet he's not. He doesn't really want to take the responsibility to have a regular income to go beyond his, his, you know, his, his beer money and his smokes money. Mm. And I've tried to help him. I've tried to help him more than once. And it just, uh, 
you know, I'm not sick. I don't need help. Maybe he, he just seems to be happy with where he's at. And yet where he's at is like, gee whiz, what are you doing? It's 20 below. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Michael, I'm going to do your, well, it's a little too late to do a video, I guess. So we, we got a few more minutes with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got your way again with me. No, I still have time to do a video. Oh. And I'm going to do a video because I'm tired of between you my two ex-wives and my current wife and the cat and the dog. The cat. I'm tired of being controlled by other people. I'm just, I need to live my life. What do the cats do to control you? They just meow at you until you get the food. Well, yesterday when I was working on some stuff in my podcast room here, our cat decided to just lay right smack in the middle of the floor. I didn't see her. I stepped on her foot and she flipped me off with her tail. It's like, what the hell are you? I mean, she's a queen, right? She's female. He's he's a female. She's a female. Never mind. But I still have time, so I'm going to leave you now. All right, and I'm going to cover some sources for people who do have kids with a bit muscular dystrophy because I, I feel very called to talk about that. You know, and I kind of feel bad that we went uh, that we went where we did with Bob. I don't think I should have said anything. Well, I hope I didn't make it sound bad. I just was kind of processing because it just, yeah. I don't think we said anything bad. I just think we were just trying to get them to bigger places in the pot, I guess, or something. I don't know. Sounds like anything. Yeah, I don't know. It's all good. But we do love you, Bob Heaver. Don't don't get us wrong. You know, like we do love you, but but. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, my he would call us on holidays, Christmas. Laura and I would sit there and chat with him and. He's got he's got quite a story. He's got quite a story to tell. I, I think we all do. To him as well um, during the days. So hopefully get him on my. Well, I wouldn't and, go and talk to him about what it's like doing a podcast. Yeah, just with his with his speech stuff that he works on every day. So I'm I'm. I guess because I was around kids who had done speech and who gone to speech and who were working on their speech, it impacts me maybe more than in my or differently than it impacts you because for me i've seen kids go from nonverbal to verbal and very well you know so just like when i see that i'm very inspired yeah yeah i i yeah so fine good. all right michael okay. i will talk to you tomorrow morning lord willing and i think he is amen god bless love you man yep you too bye take care all right well i'm gonna finish off here or this pod today um, with links you can get from the CDC on supporting if you have a loved one with muscular dystrophy of course the Muscular Dystrophy Association um, which is a national nonprofit health agency that works to cure muscular dystrophy through research and healthcare support services advocacy and education you can also try the Parent Project Muscular Dystrophy, PPMD, which is, well, they focus on the Duchenne aspect of muscular dystrophy. Uh, PPMD funds research, raises awareness, promotes advocacy, connects the community, and broadens treatment options. <coughs> Cure Duchenne, an organization which provides the financial bridge to take the most promising research from the lab to human trial. You've also got the Facio-scapulohumeral Muscular Dystrophy Society, which is a network of the facio-scapulohumeral 
MD patients, their families, and researcher activists. You've got the QMCMD, a research and advocacy organization. So just know if you have a family member or if you have family or if you yourself have it, have muscular dystrophy, there are resources. And of course, for many years, they would do the MDA telethon with uh, Jerry, Louis, Jerry Lewis on Labor Day weekend to bring about more awareness. And I just want to say, Hillary, I love you. And I miss you to this day. And I know that you're guiding all of us from up there in your own way. And to places like Morgan Stanley Children's Hospital, which was babies for us. <coughs> Excuse me, babies. Hospital helped get Hillary through stuff. So did Bly Blythesdale. I mean, that's kind of where she and St. Mary's, all these different community outlets for kids with disabilities, thank you for giving us in the community a chance to live, a chance for life, one way or another. May God bless you all. And I'm going to have a little fun. I want to play this song because uh, Michael was talking about wine, his... His topic at 8 a.m. at 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern is W-H-I-N-E. But I love this song by Jimmy Rogers, and I'm sure you've heard of it as well. We will talk to you well, soon. Well, when I was a young man and never been kissed, I got to thinking it over how much I had missed. So I got me a girl and I kissed her and then and then uh, Oh lordy, well I kissed her again Because she had kisses sweeter than wine She had mm -mm, kisses sweeter than wine Sweeter than wine Well I asked her to marry and to be my sweet wife I told her we'd be so happy for the rest of our life Begged her and I pleaded like a natural man And then whoops, oh lordy, well she gave me her hand Because she had kisses sweeter than wine She had mm -mm, kisses sweeter than wine Sweeter than wine Well, we worked very hard, both me and my wife For working hand in hand to have a good life We had corn in the field in the bin and then whoops oh lord I was the father of twins because she had kisses sweeter than wine she had mm -mm, kisses sweeter than wine well our children a number just about four and they all had a sweetheart a knocking at the door they all got married and they wouldn't hesitate I was whoops oh lord the grandfather of eight because she had kisses sweeter than wine she had mm -mm, kisses sweeter than wine happened a long time ago Had a lot of kids, a lot of trouble and pain But then, whoops, oh lordy, well I do it all again Because she had kisses sweeter than wine She had, mmm, kisses sweeter 